The Super Speedway Podcast is a Dream Bigger Media production. For news, photos, show notes, and information about advertising on the podcast, visit www.thesuperspeedway.com. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Super Speedway. Welcome to episode 86 of the Super Speedway Podcast, recorded Thursday, November 8th, 2018. I'm your host, Eric Young. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cush. James, how is it going today? We nailed the intro this week. We did. Well, you nailed, you nailed the intro this week. So I, I didn't do anything different other than I'm using the new iPad right now. So it, I guess the old iPad was messing up. This one's kind of I, – I, I got it. Okay, this is – we're already going off on a tangent. So well, I, we've, yeah. I got a new – and I'm doing quotes new iPad because it's not the new iPad. Um, but I got a new iPad that has actual memory in it, so I don't, I'm not out of space. So I run the sound off of this app and the app resets itself all the time every week on my old iPad because it would run out of memory and then delete everything out of it. This, ah. this one actually retains everything. It's kind of nice. So pretty neat. So that's the – that is what, – what would you call that? Like behind the curtain look at podcast yeah. production? Little little inside baseball type yeah. of thing. Yeah. 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 If you, if you want to know, the soundboard app that I use is pretty awesome. It's called iJingle and it is great. I love it. And now it just disappeared off my screen, so I better go back and find it. <laughs> and just like that. Yeah, just like this. Watch out! You know, just there hit a button, go. and it's right there for you. Even though I don't use it that much, but it's there. Well, it's you never there. know when we're going to need to do the, the drop or the slide job. Right, you know? exactly. Or maybe something disappointing happens, you know, like this weekend at Texas for Kevin Harvick. And it's you get the whole... Exactly. There you go. All right. So yeah. it, was, it was the AAA Texas 500 Texas Motor Speedway this weekend. Let's get right into it, James, because... Kevin Harvick dominated the soccer. He led a ton of laps. He won all or well both stages, and then the got the race win. Qualifies for Homestead, but well, let me do it again. <laughs> We're like morning radio. Oh uh, yeah. So Kevin Harvick gets himself a penalty. Let's go through this here. Um, Basically, illegal alterations to the rear spoiler, and we're going to get a little bit more into that in a second, because we were originally going to record the podcast yesterday. We put the notes together yesterday, and then a little bit more news broke last night before we, uh, after we decided to push back to today. So um, basically, his win will not qualify him for the Final Four, so he still has to race to get into um, Miami. He was docked 40 points, crew chief Rodney Childers and car chief Robert Smith. Both suspended for the last two races of the season, and Childers was fined $75,000. It moved Harvick from a guaranteed spot in the Final Four to just three points ahead of the cut line going into Phoenix, which fortunately for Harvick is one of his better tracks. So who knows? This could all be moot. But um, before we talk about it, James, last night, uh, uh, where does Scott Miller, Senior Vice President of Competition for NASCAR, held a phone conference with the media to explain what it was. I cut a little bit out of that here. So here's what Scott Miller had to say last night. All right. As everybody knows, um, you know, we issued a, a penalty for the four car today and, and in the penalty notice, which I'm sure you, you all got, it was, um, you know, it was spelled out that the <laughs> splitter or the uh, spoiler did not meet the, the, the CAD file. The spoiler is a, a piece that is, bought by the teams from a single source supplier it has a part number from richardson it has a cad file that calls out the profile of the of the spoiler and you know the the overall shape and where all the where all the mounting holes are in the spoiler 
this particular spoiler um, did not did not conform to the CAD file. And there's there's two things that when it, when you're talking about a spoiler that contribute to improved aerodynamic performance, and that would be the height of the spoiler. That was correct on this one, and it would be the offset of the spoiler in relationship to the center line of the car. This one was moved um, to the right, and getting the spoiler <clears throat> further to the right, um, actually, you know, when the car goes into the corner and sees yaw, that puts more air on the spoiler, and that's definitely um, aerodynamic performance. So we found this <clears throat> back at the R&D center. Um, when we matched up the spoiler to the, you know, to the to the CAD file, which basically is just a uh, a stock part that every team can buy, and you know, it, it didn't match up. So that's what that's what put us where we are today. When you say it did not conform to the CAD file, um, a lot of people in the industry are saying that they they made their own spoiler. Is that what you're saying? So, the fact that it does, it, whether they made their own or they modified a or they modified the stock piece is kind of irrelevant in this case because it, it didn't match up to the CAD file. We believe this to be a manufactured part, but that's you know a, a separate manufactured part um, by them, but. Like I said, if they would have modified a a standard one, the penalty is the, the penalty is the same. I mean, it's just it's that that has to be a spec part, and and it wasn't. Whether it was modified or remade, kind of is is uh, inconsequential in this case. So there was a lot more in the the conference last night. Again, it was about 22 minutes long. I think it was the full recording uh, that I pulled off the NASCAR media site today. But uh, they went into into a lot of discussion over, you know, what discussing what the actual penalty would have been, whether it was an L1 or an L2, um, whether they should have taken more points away from Harvick and uh, and talked about some other things, which we'll get into here in a minute. But let's talk about the penalty first, James. Um, I yesterday was like annoyed with this because it's one of those things that, again, it's it's a high profile team getting caught, you know, essentially bending the rules in, you know, in the last couple of races of the season and racing for a championship. But after hearing him talk last night and the discussion about this wasn't, this wasn't just a part that they like manipulated a little bit or so they basically built a new spoiler to put on the car that didn't conform to the rules, which in itself, even if they built a spoiler, that was exactly the same as illegal. So this wasn't bending the rules. This was cheating what Harvick's team did this year. It changes my opinion on it and definitely makes me much more annoyed over this penalty or over, over what the team did to get this penalty. I don't know what your thoughts are. So let's, what do you got to say on it? Well, I mean, they, they deserve to get dinged as hard as they can. And the L one, the L one's definitely the harshest penalty that they can get. So yes, deserved. I'm, I'm glad that they got hammered for it because they should, they should have. However, my my thought is on this. Why in the heck do we have a laser inspected pre-race inspection process right. if we're not going to catch stuff like this beforehand? Well, and that was the talk here is, you know, he was asked about the spoiler and if they normally check the spoiler. And basically it came down to 
We don't normally pay real close attention to it because it's something, you know, they run it through the templates, but it's something that's purchased by the teams from one supplier. It's kind of difficult for them to cheat with it. But now they're going to be checking them. He said they're going to be pulling all the spoilers off the cars, and well, now the inspection it? process is going to take longer. But come on, why weren't they doing this Wasn't already? that difficult to cheat off of it because they've been doing it? <laughs> right. Who knows how and, long? And if and my thing is, I, I still say that they should have got dinged for this penalty. But if you know they're not checking for something, and that's a gray area, then shoot. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I know. Mean, I'm kind of mixed on this. You almost can't blame them for it because it's like, well, they're not checking it for pre-race inspection. Why would they check it any any other time? I get that these teams are doing this and that if you don't do it, somebody they're else all... is doing it. Oh, yeah. The problem that I have is they're giving the sport such a black eye in a time that the sport doesn't need a black eye. I mean, these rules are so ridiculous to begin with, and then they still have to push it, and they still have to ruin these things. And it's like at some point – it's time for these guys to just do what's best for the sport and stop with this crap. And, you know, yep. I think the only way that that's going to work is NASCAR is going to have to up these penalties. Um, I forget who it was today. I don't think it was Dave Moody. I forget who it was, though, um, suggested that what they do. Maybe it was Dave suggested that one of the options is first this week. They earn this many points. Take those points away. They get nothing out of this week. And guess what? Next week in their race, and they can show up to the track. They can do their thing. They can qualify. They can run their race. They can race for the win. But they don't get any points next week either. And I'll tell you what, when they st- when they do that, these teams are going to stop doing that because it's not going to be worth it for them to cheat anymore. Well, now, they're always going to find but, a way, I feel like. I feel like they're always going to find a way. I think they'll start. They'll stop pushing the issue if they're losing two weeks' worth of, of points in a championship battle. I mean, and again, and it goes back to – for one, you don't see the smaller teams doing this stuff they, because they can't afford to do it. Yep. Now, the other thing is, is and I don't have the list in front of me, but the way I understand it is they took back, what, three cars to the R&D Center this week, mm-hmm. and all three came back with penalties. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, you can't take every car back to the R&D Center, but I don't know. I'm, I'm tired of this stuff. Harvick's team has been notorious for it. This is not the first time this has happened. Last year was Windowgate, wasn't it? No, this year is window gate. Window, it was okay. early this year. Yeah, so yep. I mean, I'm tired of the Harvick thing. I heard saw a lot of talk today that oh, Jimmy Johnson and Chad Kanowski used to do this stuff all the time, and nobody hated them for it. Blah blah blah. No, people did hate them for it too. Yeah, and you know, it, it definitely. If you think they ain't trying stuff now, you're mistaken. Exactly, exactly. But I don't know. I'm tired of this stuff, and and the only thing I'm more tired of is finding out about it Wednesday. And I know you and I agree 100% on this. It is time. I don't care. I understand the NASCAR officials work all day long. They work all weekend. So have another team that comes in race night and tears these cars down on Sunday night, gets the answer on Sunday night, and tells us before the next day whether that car was legal or not. They're going to do it at Homestead. They can do it every week. It's ridiculous. Yep. We need to know. I mean, we had so so much good. It's just, you know. I, I'm, I don't want to get on a soapbox about this. We just every time we get something good in NASCAR, we take two to ten steps backwards mm-hmm. with something stupid. Yep. Like earlier this year, we had Chase Elliott win a race for mm-hmm. the first time, and we had Brian France happen. Yep. And now we've got Kevin Harvick, and we have this great story. This kid and Rodney Childers is is posting pictures of the kid too, and 
And it was just a great moment, a cool moment. You and I were probably going to talk about it, and now we're, we have no reason to talk about it because nope. it's almost like it didn't happen because yeah. we have to deal with these stupid freaking penalties every every couple of weeks. Yeah. One and of it, two things needs to happen. NASCAR either needs to open the rule book up and let these guys do this stuff, or they need to come down harsh, more harsh than they are, and get them to stop doing it. Yep. Well, this is, you know, to be fair, this is a pretty harsh punishment for Kevin Harvick. But it is. And and this could very well cost him a championship. And not only could it cost him a championship, it could certainly cost him a chance to race for a championship. Yeah, it's I think this is going to cost him a championship. I think it will, too. Yeah. I mean, I know Rodney Childers is suspended and and whatnot. um, And Tony Gibson is going to be on the box. um, But he's not Rodney. And, you know, how much control Rodney has from wherever he's going to be telephoning in from, <laughs> you right. know, uh, you know, during the race and, and, and whatnot. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going to what's going to happen. But I think Harvick's had some pretty good couple good weeks on pit road. You know, he would have much happier or much been, been much happier being comfortable this week going into this race and not have to worry about that speeding yep. penalty or the stupid mistake on pit road cost him a chance at racing at Homestead. So yeah. one mistake and he's done this weekend. I mean, yeah, Kurt yeah, Busch is the, right the there. Line. Yep. And Chase Elliott, you know, he could sneak in there yep. or somebody. We could, yep. we could have a scenario where no Stuart Haas cars make it to Homestead. Yeah. Wouldn't that be no. something? Can yeah. you imagine? We were yeah. talking a couple of weeks ago about, is it possible that all four could make it? And yeah. now it could be none of them might make it. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's funny too, because you know, that would be the ultimate penalty. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. You know, for for what what's they've been busted with, and yep. you know, I don't want to say shame on them for for doing it either, because like you said, Eric, they, they all these teams are doing something. Yeah, yeah, three but cars went, the problem three cars is R and E, and three cars came back failed. This all week. it takes is one example to get everybody to stop it, though. I mean, yeah. NASCAR can't do something that's not in the rule book. But I'll tell you what, if they came out and said, okay, Harvick was caught blatantly cheating, this is ridiculous. He's not going to get to race for a championship at Homestead. If they just said that right now, I guarantee you everybody knock it off. Yeah. They're not going to take it, that risk. Right? Absolutely. And it's not like NASCAR can suspend teams from races. Right. There's so much sponsorship, you know, implications with all of this. Right. You know, and you can't just tell a team to stay home either. Right. Or tell a driver to stay home. And I guess I say that they can't do it because it's not in the rule book. But, I mean, I think we can remember a certain year in the playoffs or the chase where we completely rewrote the chase and ran 13 cars instead of 12 That's because true. of a rule violation. So That's NASCAR stupid. can do whatever they want to do. Um, right. They'll look pretty foolish doing it, but they can do it. Yeah. So. Absolutely. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's time. And it sounds like Scott Miller talked a little bit about it and he said, there's, you know, there's a lot more to it than just DQ and somebody or whatever, but it sounds like there's a lot more stuff on the table and they're, they're going to continue to crack down on these things and they're going to continue amping the, the, the penalty up until I think yeah. it has an effect. So I would, right. I would be very surprised not to see an announcement before the start of next season that there's going to be another level of penalty for something like this. And NASCAR is going to try and get it under control yeah. as best they can. We've had, we've had way too many penalties this year. Yeah. A lot. I mean, we've had a lot of penalties. But it's been year. a couple of nice to... weeks of not having to deal with it. I yeah. Mean... And it shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't have a penalty like this just completely, you know, it's it's a black mark on the entire playoff race now. Yeah, it is. You it know, is completely. Yeah. We should have been talking about Kevin Harvick being as dominant as he was all season going into Homestead. You know, that, that should have been a storyline all its own. And now, you know, we don't know what that storyline is going to end up being. But yeah. I mean, it, I, I do. I guess I give, 
you know, a little bit of applause to Harvick's team for making this championship a little bit more interesting once again. Cause <laughs> yeah, no kidding. With them being locked in, it was pretty much back to, well, Harvick's probably going to win this thing, and it'll yeah, be over Yeah, that was interesting. Phoenix yeah. is definitely, or ISM Raceway, I guess we'll call it, is, is definitely uh, going to be more interesting this week. Yeah, so. I, I will be very interested to see how it goes, but I yeah, I have a feeling Harvick's going to come back and win the thing and you he know, could. pat the spoiler and say <laughs> – F you NASCAR and yeah and I we and well you and I were texting and and you said man I hope he misses it and I said the exact opposite I go man I hope he goes to to Phoenix and sticks it in everybody's face are you still of that mindset that would be what's that are you still of that mindset with the, the oh know? yeah okay yep yep I think I, See, yeah, I want I, even more the other direction I really want him to lose this championship as a result of this yeah I uh, I like to go the other way on stuff like that just because <laughs> I think it makes you know. Me and the me and the NASCAR fan base, the the overall population, we don't get along as well. <laughs> right. As well, so so yeah, that would be my uh, that would be my way to go. He's gonna get, Harvick's gonna get hammered for this by the fans too. Oh, yeah. they'll, they'll let him know. Yeah. Uh, you know, if he misses it or if he makes it, they're gonna let him know. He's gonna get some booze this weekend when he gets introduced. I bet. But I tell you what, though, if he if he goes out there and earns it clean from here on out, yeah. So he's he's served his penalty, and if he wins. Phoenix yeah. and went Homestead and he does it clean. What are you supposed to say? It's no different than when Kyle Busch missed the first quarter of the season and won a championship. Yeah, he, he was within the rules. Yeah, he's in, within the rules and got he served his penalty and That's right. If he wins it, he wins it. But he's gonna exactly. have to he's gonna have to try a little harder now. Yep. And Tony Gibson on the box does not give me much confidence. <laughs> but, right. Yeah. What's the what's that old what's that saying? Not an old saying, but it's a it's called wins above replacement. Yeah. You know, so Rodney, if Rodney Childers is like an A plus crew chief and his replacement is Tony Gibson, <laughs> I don't know where that, where that letter grade comes out. Tony's, Tony's a great guy and he's had some success, but uh, Rodney Childers is one of the best. So that's going to be tough. Right. And you know, we got to replace a car chief too. I mean, that's, you know, that's your two leaders on your, on your pit crew, you right. know? Yeah. That's, that's a big deal. I think, I think that's a bigger penalty than, I, I mean, I guess it's equal to, to losing the playoff berth, you know, or the, the, the lock-in because the points don't mean anything. I mean, they do because they, obviously they put them back further, but it's that lock-in that really hurts. Well, I think Harvick should also be kind of counting his blessings, too, that they didn't take all 60 points away from the race because I think they can only max take away 40 under the L1. Right. So Harvick yeah, was 40 able is to the max. It. So just a strange rule that, that could come back to um, save him. Right. Is that he was able to keep his stage points? Yeah, he got he got two ten point stages and keeps them. Yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty interesting. If he if he makes the cut, you know, by however nine points or whatever, that's that's gonna matter, and people are gonna be ticked about that too. So right, yeah. There's so many different layers of this, Eric. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how far we could take this, but I'm just tired of it. I'm so tired yeah, of talking about I'm penalties. Tired of penalties. I know it sucks. And then we didn't even talk about the race. And there, I mean, there's not a whole lot to talk about. It was Texas. Yeah. It was long. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> race really needs to be a 400 miler. 500 yeah. 500 miles is just too long on that track. Jeff Luck said 300. And I was like, yeah, I'm, you're probably right. Well, honestly, I mean, you, you know, my opinion on it. I think, I don't think we should have a race over 300 miles except for, you know, the Daytona 500, the Southern 500 and the Coke 600. Let's leave those ones alone. Run everything at 300 miles or less. Yeah, I agree with that too. I mean, even even sitting in Michigan for 400 miles after that 300 or after that 300 miles, it's like, yeah, we could be done. 
you know? Yeah. I oh, didn't yeah. feel like in June this year when we, we got rained out just a little past halfway, I didn't feel like I was too short-changed in that race. Right. You know, so. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think we need to look at that, but who knows? 2020, maybe that'll be a time for that, too, shorten some races mm-hmm. up. But, uh, um, yeah, I don't know what else really to talk about the race. Uh, you know, Clint Boyer made his day pretty difficult right off the start. Yeah, um, I was Denny listening Hamlin on the together. radio on, on that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was that's interesting. Yeah, uh, Truex has the uh, has the loose wheel and then uh, speeds on pit road. I, it continues to kind of implode. Um, basically, Harvick helped him get into the, the final four uh, this week, but yeah, pretty much locks him in. Yeah. No, not really, but he's pretty yeah. he's close. You but, know, Truex broke the greatest streak I think in NASCAR history uh, this week. He finally scored a natural top 10. Hmm. He had 15 or he had 19 top fives and 19 top tens. And now he has with his ninth <laughs> place finish. He finally broke the streak <laughs> and finished inside the top 10, not being in the top five. That's interesting. What a fantastic stat that was. Yeah, that is pretty, wow. pretty fantastic. I never I've never seen a driver that would that accumulated so many top fives without actually getting another top 10. Right. It's just, it's incredible. Yeah. So Truex is, well, let's look, let's look at the points. Joey Logano is locked in, as we know, with the win. Uh, Kyle Busch, 28 to the good. Martin Truex Jr. is third, 25 to the good. We mentioned Kevin Harvick. He's fourth, plus three. Kurt Busch hanging there, minus three at fifth place. Chase Elliott, minus 17th, 17 in sixth place. Uh, Eric Omarola, minus 35 in seventh place. Clint Boyer, minus 51 in eighth. Clint, obviously, is a must-win. Eric Almarola, pretty much a must-win. Um, Chase could points his way in, but he's going to have to run pretty well to do that. So, yep. Um, but Kurt Busch could sneak in there, could knock the, uh, knock the old teammate out. Be interesting yeah. to see. Yeah. If any one of those three guys has trouble, um, they're, they're pretty much out of it. Cause yeah. Kurt's going to be right there. So, yeah. I mean, even Kyle Bush at 28 to the good yep, is he's not, not safe. He's not yep. safe by any means. Nope. Kurt Busch goes out and wins two stages. That's 20 points right there. So, yeah. Yeah, Kyle's going to have to just be smart. Yeah, and he, Kyle's not All far day. enough ahead of Truex, you know, to be able yep. to be comfortable either. So Exactly. Yeah, it's going to be dicey. Lots could happen there. Um, And then, uh, shoot, where was I going? I don't remember where I was going. Well, usually know. at this, usually do it with the points. We like to cross people off. Yeah. So la- last oh, week that's, we already. That's what I was going to do. I was going to mention, sorry to cut you off. Oh, yeah, you're fine. Clint Boyer, if. Uh, if he gets into the final four, he will not win the championship. And the no. reason is the freaking mistakes on pit road. So Clint Boyer oh, yeah. is the only guy in the world to get a too many or over the wall too soon penalty on pit road. When you're just refueling the freaking car because one of the guys is sitting on the pit wall with his feet <laughs> on pit road. Come what an incredible on, penalty. man. Yeah, if his feet were would have been, I was uh, reading if his feet would have been dangling and not touching pit road, he wouldn't have gotten the penalty. Right. All he had to do is lift his feet up. It's ridiculous. That, yeah, that was a stupid guy's mistake. just chilling there, like no That's biggie. That's just a bonehead, bonehead move of the week. <laughs> huh, I tell you. So yeah, yeah, Clint, Clint ain't gonna do it. Um, so yeah, let's cross some people off. I think we can cross Clint off. He's not. But yeah, Clint and Eric are there. T- are the two? Yeah. There's Eric's there's no way either of them gets in. No, um, I actually like Chase Elliott's chances. We'll probably talk about this later, but I think he's 17 points out is a pretty good spot for him. Yeah, I think he can make something happen there. Yeah, I'm I mean, pretty it, comfortable with in, that. Yeah, it's in his hands, really. He can if he goes out there and has a really strong race and he could. Yeah, 
Um, he could make this thing happen. Yeah. I mean, I would, last year I was a good indication. He was real close to transferring last year with a win. Yep. Yep. Go get it, man. He's won on all these weird tracks this year, too. So yep. go out there and get it. There you go. Um, anything else to talk about with the race, James? Anything else we want to hit on? Uh, not really. We're going to talk about, uh, well, we're going to talk about one next. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's pretty much it from Texas. There you go. Let's take the uh, the Dewey Care topic this week. So Eric Almirola is a little mad at Joey Logano. Oh boy. Um, didn't like how Joey raced him during the uh, during the Texas race. Uh, complained about it on the radio and then proceeded to complain about it after the race as well to the media. And Kelly Crandall made, wrote an excellent piece this week, spectacular. James drew, drew my attention to it um, on Racer.com. The, the link is in the show notes if you go to super, uh, the Superspeedway.com. Uh, check out the show notes and the, the link will be in there. The The piece is called Shut Up and Drive Your Race Car, which is the greatest title of any article ever in the history of the world. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, it's it's an excellent piece where she basically says that these guys are racing. You're supposed to race each other. And to complain about somebody racing you is freaking ridiculous. I don't know where this happened, where this began, that everybody's got to let everybody go. It's stupid. I mean, do you agree, James? <laughs> no, it's the same thing you and I talked about this last week with Truex. Right. Truex had an issue getting basically NASCAR raced at right. Martinsville. I'm like, well, you're racing on a short track in NASCAR. You're going to get bumped, bud. It's, yeah. You know, for the win. These guys have and, fenders on the cars. They're designed well, to bump. <laughs> and what Eric Amarola is upset about is way more egregious than yeah. even true. I can see Truex getting mad because that's short track racing. Yeah, guys he got bumped mad. out of the way. Yeah, and, you know, I crushed Truex last week, and, you know. Right. I understand. I But Eric Amarola deserves to be crushed even harder. Yeah. Because, <laughs> my God, what a baby. It's being a baby. Right. And. <laughs> The, my favorite quote from him was, he's already locked in. He can give me some room. Dude, you're competing not only for the race. You're right. competing for the championship against this guy. Of course he's got doesn't want you to win. And it's Joey Logano. He just knocked the other guy out of the way to win the race the weekend before. He's not going to let you go. No. Come on. What is Joey supposed to do? And Joey, honest to God, Eric, I don't think Joey, Joey did anything wrong. No, I don't he think so either. Racing. I think Eric lost control of his car. Yeah. Yeah, I oh. agree. I agree. Completely agree. Is it just because it's Joey Logano that these drivers are getting so mad? I don't know, Nobody but likes, I like Joey Logano likes. every week more than people are mad at him. Like him a I little bit you, more. I hope he wins the championship. So, I mean, okay. So, Almirola had nothing to complain about. Somebody who may have had something to complain about is, I don't know if you watched the Xfinity race, but Cole Custer, Tyler Reddick battling for oh, the win. So good. They slam into each other on the backstretch. I could see one of those guys being mad. That was a pretty good hit. Both yeah. of them, no problem. That's That's racing. It happens. Yeah. Like I, quit what being a great a race that was. Quit what being a, a great race that Xfinity race was. We should just at least acknowledge well, that was a great finish. I do want to hit on both the the other races because we we locked some more guys in there too. Um, Cole Custer locks himself in to race for the championship in the Xfinity series. This is a guy that James and I have both ripped on pretty good as not being a driver that we really think is it, worth much. He won Homestead last year. Yeah, so he, he dominated Homestead. Him. I mean, he didn't win Homestead, James. <laughs> He was the yeah. only guy there last year. Yeah. Like, I mean, he made that race stink last year. Right. So, yeah, I mean, heck, Cole Custer could be an Xfinity Series champion, and we might be looking a whole a whole lot differently at the uh, Stuart Haas camp and whether Cole Custer deserves a chance in the Cup Series. 
So, yeah. I mean, I think even – I understand that this format's a little bit easier for Xfinity drivers to get a championship because they're not racing against the cup guys for points. But an Xfinity Series championship means something regardless of the format. Yep. And yep. if it he's does. if he's got a championship, I think he deserves to have a shot at running in the running with the big boys. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to hit on the truck race too because um, I don't know if I can feel worse for any driver in NASCAR than Todd Gilliland. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. how many races has he been leading and gonna win and get something happens and he loses the race? Yeah, I don't. So was it? I mean, it was on the last lap, wasn't it? That he ran out of gas. Yeah, it was right near the end. Yeah, going down the it back got, stretch, he runs yeah, out of gas. Yeah, down the back stretch, coming off a of two. And yeah. like man, and yeah. Justin Haley sneaks by and gets the win. Um, no, and speaking of, you know, another great young driver because Todd Gilliland's a great young talent. Yeah. Um, but Christopher Bell in the Xfinity race too. Mm-hmm. He's in trouble. Yeah. Oh he's yeah. For the championship. Yeah. This is, this is the guy that should, I mean, he's, he set a record this year in the Xfinity series. He should be a shoe in for a, a chance at the championship and he may not make it. Yeah. He's going to get the William. Remember what was the year? William Byron didn't get to get to run for the truck series title. That was a couple years ago. two years ago. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. That's, that's what's going to end up happening to Christopher Bell. He's going to miss this thing. Yep. And yeah, Todd Gillen's been running so darn good in the truck series. <laughs> and kid. yeah, it's more the, bad luck. And he's so disappointed, but uh, Todd, you're a great driver. You're going to get yeah. some wins. Don't worry about it. it yeah. It's coming. It's coming for yeah, you. Yeah, he's run He's run really well. He ended up with a fourth-place finish anyway. So. Yeah, the only concern yeah. that I'd have for Todd is that, you know, the truck series, we don't have multi-year contracts, things like that. You never know what his contract situation is if he gets a shot the next year. Um, but I think somebody picks him up. If somebody puts him in his car, he's going to win some races for him. So, Yeah, absolutely. Kid's good. Kid's good. So yep. I guess back to the do, do we care? Um, my answer is I don't care that Eric Almarola is mad at Joey Logano. I care about yeah, Kelly Crandall's article though because that's freaking awesome. Yeah, kudos <laughs> to Kelly Crandall. Uh, bad, bad Eric Almarola. Yeah, shame on you. <laughs> Definitely. Come on, man, just race. Just you know, and shut then, up and drive your race car. <laughs> yeah, and just to put an exclamation point on this, uh, Kyle Petty did his thing with Tony Stewart this week that Coffee with Kyle series on uh -huh. NBC. Um, which I've, I've never watched, by the way, because I cannot stand Kyle well, Petty. I know Kyle. Well, he's actually not bad in this, okay. and I can't stand him either. But <laughs> it was it was smoke, and I had to watch. And uh, man, it just made me miss made me miss that guy even more, because <laughs> we got crybaby Eric, Eric Almarola, crybaby Truex, and smokes out there t telling stories about the way it was, and ah, missed it. Anyway, I'd rather watch Jimmy Spencer and his old race hub days with his ridiculous character over watching Kyle Petty. God, I just I don't know. I Kyle, Kyle Petty Petty's just worse than Jimmy Spencer. What's that? Kyle Petty is worse than Jimmy Spencer. In my opinion. In my yeah, opinion. He's pretty bad. Kyle just I don't know what it is about Kyle, but he just rubs me in the wrong way, man. And I he, there's a lot of people that agree with me. I, I yeah. do I give Kyle credit. He sticks to his guns. He doesn't bend. He has his opinions and he's he's paid to be an opinionated person. He does a good job at it. He definitely riles people up, which I think he's paid to do as well. But he drives me crazy. <laughs> me now too. that being said if i had a chance to meet kyle petty i would shake his hand and say hey kyle how's it going <laughs> so, right maybe i'm a hypocrite that's okay um let's talk about some news james uh i guess we'll stick with texas a little bit longer uh, jimmy johnson gets a penalty on sunday has to go to the rear but shouldn't have gone to the rear because he only failed tech twice instead of three times right is that correct twice yeah, instead of three that's right. Right, yep. So NASCAR admits they screwed up, made a mistake. 
Um, sorry, basically. And there's not really much they can do about it now. I would argue that it doesn't, I mean, this could have been a do we care because it didn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Jimmy yeah. got back up to 23rd where he was supposed to start pretty quick and was basically a non-factor all day anyway. So, you know, this was kind of the biggest story of the week at, at the, <laughs> at that point because of the fact that NASCAR admitted they were wrong. Yeah. About something. Yeah. And when has that happened? Right. And, you know, well, NASCAR said, hey, guys, are bad. They don't usually do that. Right. And there were a lot of people saying that, well, Jimmy needs to get some sort of something this week as a credit to it. No. Blah, blah, blah. No, that's Jesus. not how this works. I mean, if you watch you watch football, you know, they blow the freaking, you know, touchdown call or they call somebody, you know, out of bounds when they're not and or vice versa. They don't reverse the call. They don't give the team some credit the next week. It's just it it's can't a call. go back. Yeah. Yep. Right. They screwed up. Right. Now, on the other hand, I was listening to Larry McReynolds, and Larry said that he doesn't know what Chad Knauss was doing, but if it was him in that situation, he said he'd have been standing on pit road, and they wouldn't have been able to start the race until they took care of the situation because he'd have been throwing such a fit. Yeah. And I definitely agree with that, but I have a feeling Chad probably figured what they got anyway, so yeah, <laughs> let's yeah, just Chad's, get this season over with, man. And Yeah, Chad's on to, on to the next job at yeah. this point. He's, he's probably mailed it in. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just yeah. move on to the next thing, and yeah. and we'll do the same. Uh, Gateway Motorsports Park. Uh, Gateway Motorsports Park announces it's making some adjustments, updates to the track. Not really big, gigantic news. The only reason I included it in here is because we've been talking about Gateway as a potential Cup Series race, maybe in 2020 or beyond. Um, but they're they're redoing some seats that make it easier to understand the the color coding as far as where reserve seats and general admission seats and stuff are, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's about it. Not a huge yeah. deal, but it's there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's another example of this track of a track updating and trying to get things right. And that's just bodes well for their future in the series. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. We've been, like you said, we've been talking about it and yep. hopefully they get a date. Cause I think that would be a great track. Yeah. Great track I would there. love to see the cup cars it, with, well, I mean, I would love to see the current cup package at gateway with the horsepower they have when they, if, when they take the horsepower away, it might not be as exciting, but right. I don't know. The, the truck series is good there. And that's, I think that's what we're going to get is, you know, basically a truck series with the cup cars. Yeah. So, um, they'll be good there. Right so, on. Yep. Yep. Um, where did I see, where's IndyCar going? IndyCar is going to circuit of the Americas next year. Yeah, so I'm testing, yeah. Which is interesting because the whole argument of NASCAR, the reason they can't go to Circuit of the Americas is because of the Texas Motor Speedway. Is IndyCar not running at Texas Motor Speedway next year? Um, I think IndyCar probably looks for any good dates that they can get because right, their schedule is so short. I mean, and I realize that IndyCar draws a lot smaller crowd, but I think they would be more concerned than about eating into the market, into one market for another market. So, yeah, I, I thought that was I thought that was interesting that – we can't run NASCAR at Circuit of the Americas because of, you know, two the markets being too close. But we can run IndyCar when the market right. when they're smaller. I guess if IndyCar is just adding a second date, then that's probably not that big of a deal. No, no. NASCAR would would have to add a third date, which definitely saturates the market even more. Yeah, I don't I mean, it think NASCAR at Circuit of the Americas would be that great anyway. No, I don't personally think that that track is a good design for a stock car. Yeah, kind of like Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah, it's really. I mean, it really is a Formula One track, and a Formula One track is not going to run NASCAR very well. So no, not at all. It's no, two sharp turns. It's designed to slow the cars down, and you don't need. I mean, I don't. I don't think you need that for Cup. You'd have to. You'd have to simplify that course a lot. They'd have to build some new sections to make it work. 
Yeah, I mean, they had to simplify the roval. They had a big sweeping yeah. turn before they entered uh, the, you know, the oval turn one, and they took that out because it's like, why do we? It's just going to take these cars way too long to get around this track. So, right. yeah, absolutely. A little bit of silly season news this week. Uh, nothing major, just a little stuff, right? Little um, stuff. Jamie McMurray, uh, Adam Stern, uh, basically tweeting out Jamie McMurray's likely to run the Daytona 500 for Chip Ganassi Racing. Uh, Ganassi made that offer. Basically, that he's out at the end of the season, but they, he'd field the car for him in the in the 500. And it's looking like McMurray's leaning that direction. I know that one of the things he was offered also is some sort of ownership or management stake in the company. So it'll be interesting to see if Jamie goes that route or goes somewhere else. But uh, looks like he'll be running the 500 at least. So good. I'm glad that Jamie will get to, you know, kind of go out. I don't know if it's on his terms or not, but right. you know, he gets to, you know, he he's a Daytona 500 champion. That's kind of the one thing that he's He's won some big races, um, but it's probably the biggest race he's ever won, so he gets to, to uh, go out there one more time. Yep. So that's kind of cool. Yep, pretty neat. Um, really but small. Who's in the, go ahead. Who's in the one car? Who's in the one car again? Uh, I don't know. We don't know yet. Kurt, Kurt Busch? We don't know yet, James. I mean, the dominoes are starting to fall because— I, I know. We, the domino fall this week in a very small news announcement. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. going to JGR next season officially to re replace Daniel Suarez. Uh, big shocker, Cole Pern is going as well. Yeah. Um, basically, big news if we didn't already know it was going to happen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the writing was on the knew. wall. There were people talking about how Cole Pern was talking with the I don't. I, mean, I think he was talking with the JGR guys or something like that this week. There was a bunch of stuff going on in the garage that it was pretty obvious this was coming. We already knew for weeks. So. Yeah, I um. I had a tweet that I had sent earlier this week because I just had to comment on it <laughs> because JGR, what a, what a move by them. So they go to furniture row and they say, you guys really kicked our butts. <laughs> you, kicked, you kicked our butts in 2016 and 17. And you know what? We're going to up the price. We're going to up the price big. <laughs> so if you want to kick our butts, you're going to have to pay. You're basically going to have to go bankrupt. Right. So then, they, you know, basically, uh, you know, Furniture Row can't afford it. And Joe Gibbs basically prices them out of the business. Mm -hmm. And then they take all their stuff. Right. And, <laughs> and now they're going to go and kick everybody else's butt with their stuff. <laughs> right. That's incredible. Yeah. I can't. I, it's so shrewd. I know. How come nobody's talking about that? It's business, man. I know. That's the business. It's so shrewd, though. Yeah, it's almost as bad as bringing your own spoiler to the track. That's, yeah. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> right. Except it's all within the rules. I know. Every bit of it's legal. It's so shrewd. And Daniel Suarez is out on his butt. Yeah. Well, he's he won't be for long, but you know. No, you think he's gonna be driving a Ford next year? I think he's gonna be driving a Ford. Yeah. Yeah. He you think, uh, you he think got... Cole Custer wins the championship in the Xfinity series and that changes things at all? I mean, that could. The resume would basically be the same at that point. Or do you think Cole Custer is a Clint Boyer replacement when Boyer retires, or gets gets the boot? I don't know. Clint Boyer, I, he's such a question mark for me. I don't even know what to do with him anymore. <laughs> yeah, just uh, <laughs> crazy. He, uh, I did see Daniel Suarez was really mad at Jeff Gluck this week. Was he? Yeah, on Twitter, he voiced his opinion about it. What about? Uh. Gluck said, hold on, I'm going to try to find this really quick. Basically, Gluck was trying to defend Suarez. Okay. 
and said and said he was thrown into the cup series a little early because oh. of the Carl Edwards thing. And then Suarez fired back like I'm not you haven't seen he basically said you haven't seen my best yet huh. and was all ticked is it, off. And is then, that what Jeff was saying, though? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. And that's what I mean, Jeff maybe said. it didn't maybe it didn't translate. Well, no, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. maybe I mean, it didn't. So, yeah, yeah. Suarez was all sorts of ticked off. On. It huh. was it was a good one. It's a good little Twitter exchange. If you go to Jeff Gluck's Twitter, he'll uh, he'll it'll be on there. Cool. I'll check that out. Yeah, I, I did not see that. It's all back and forth. <laughs> one more uh, silly season thing that popped up. We don't talk a whole lot about the Xfinity series, but um, popped up before right before we started recording tonight. Austin Sindrick announced uh, full time in the Penske number twenty two car in the Xfinity series in twenty nineteen. So good for Sindrick. Yeah. That's good. And that's, um, that's not, that's a good ride. Yeah. That 22 oh, that's cars. a really good ride in the so, Xfinity series. Yeah. That's the 22 cars won some owner's championships. So if he's going full time, cause yeah. that car is, that car is usually uh, a shared ride. Yeah. It, it almost always is. I believe it's yeah. been for several years. Yeah. Blaney ran it full time. I think at one time. Yeah. I think that's the uh, last time it ran full time. Usually that's a, that's a piece together deal. So yeah, that's yeah. going to be a good, that's going to be a good seat for him. Yeah. Uh, he could, he could, contender for a championship easily Definitely. in that car. Yeah, I think yeah. he's going to be a contender for sure next year. Yeah. Next year, absolutely. Cindric's a good guy, a good driver, you know. He's yep. he's got the got the ability to do it. So, good for him to get a ride. Yep, absolutely. All right, any news I missed, James? Oh, uh, no. I think we covered all the bad. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, so we go to ISM Raceway this weekend. It is the Can-Am 500. Um, fortunately not 500 miles. This one's a 500 kilometer race at, uh, at Phoenix. And, uh, we got a little bit of a reconfiguration going on there. We, we switched things up. We've got the start finish line just outside of turn two, basically from where it used to be. And, uh, I'll tell you what, I retweeted a, a tweet, a couple tweets today. Um, some pictures of the track. And first of all, uh, ISM raceway has now the absolute coolest flag stand in NASCAR. Did you get a chance to see it, James? looks like a middle finger to me well it does look like a middle finger but <laughs> it's also a cactus and the cactus lights up cactus. in red yellow or green depending on what flag is out so for the night race friday night for the truck series it's gonna be pretty awesome um not gonna be quite as impressive for the uh the, the other two races in the daytime but still pretty cool i like that i really like it and uh um the man the, the stuff they've done in the garage is awesome the fact that you know, there's Daytona kind of pioneered the get the fans in the garage thing with their little window in the garage where you can see in Phoenix. You can walk right along the nose of the garage and there's a railing that's like waist high and that's it. You're right there in the garage. That is awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, as somebody who's spent some time in the garage, it's not as exciting as you think it is. But for the fans to have an opportunity to get that close and, and you know, when the biggest thing to me is that when the garage is hot, you can't get that close ever. You know, the, right. the hot times start about a half hour before the cars go on track. And that's when all the drivers are out. You don't see the drivers when, when the garage is cold, when, when more fans can get in there. And this gives you an opportunity to get right in the garage when the garage is hot and, and get close to the drivers and close to the teams when they're actually working. That's, it's awesome. It's a really cool deal. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I just think any, any way, you know, we used to be, so sealed off yeah. for such a long time and these these tracks opening up these garages and access is just awesome it's the best way to do it i mean i i don't want to be the guy who's you know it's my second year getting a chance to go in the garage and i'm gonna be snobby and say what are all these people out here for they're in my way when i'm trying to work but there's a lot of people in the garage and, and they do get in the way quite a bit 
and yeah. to be able to give them an opportunity to get in and this close and completely yeah. be out of the way. There's not, they're not going to interfere at all where they're at. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Good deal for everybody. Yeah. yeah. And NASCAR is not just the race. It's yeah. the weekend. It's the day. It's a full event. And this just adds to the fans who, you know, want to get the most out of their ticket. I will honestly say that too. Like I know a lot of my friends and I know a ton of people that go down to like MIS and they go there, they leave Sunday morning, they go to the race, they leave after the race and they go home. If you're, if you haven't had the opportunity to do a weekend at NASCAR, do it. It is a completely different experience to go do that yep. than it is just to go for race day. Um, we used to, my family used to go down the Monday before and stay across the street from MIS and we didn't miss a bit of on track action um, for several years. So it, it's, it's really cool to do that and get right down close and and see all the practice and qualifying and all that stuff that goes on. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the midway and things like that. And if you can get yourself, an, uh, uh, you know, a pit pass or better yet, a garage pass or something like this fan zone pass for Phoenix, do it, man. It's worth it. Absolutely. What do you think about this uh, reconfiguration? How do you think, do you think it's going to affect anything this week? The, you know what it's going to affect? The restarts. Yep. That's where I was kind of We're going to go yep. like 10 wide in turn one. It, yeah. The restarts are going to be crazy. The, the start finish line is at the, per, you know, when they first designed this, I'm like, why didn't they put the start finish line a little bit further? Like get it more close to the dog leg, but where it is, is perfect because it gives them time to get to that line and then have time because they, they can't, yep. they can't leave their spot in the line. But once yep. they cross that line, there's plenty of time to fan out before they go into that yeah. first turn. Yeah, you got to think of it kind of backwards. If you look at the start finish line, you always think about how is it going to finish. Yeah, I think at this track, you've got to think about it. How is it going to? How is it going to start? How are the restarts going to happen? You I think, think it's going to finish pretty wild too, though, because yeah, it, it, oh yeah, absolutely. That I agree finish that line is coming out of. I mean, Phoenix was always good because that flat turn coming out of turn four was pretty pretty cool. You could usually get into somebody, get side by side coming off the turn, and race them down the straightaway. But there's no racing down the straightaway here. You're coming out of the turn. So yep. you don't, if you're side by side in turn, you're going to be side, side by side at the line. Exactly. So I think it's going to play out really interesting in both directions. Um, from a fan standpoint, I like the fact that they've got the fans in the shade. That's, that's cool. But I think it's a terrible design for the fans. Cause you went from being where the backstretch of the track was half the distance that it is now, because it's so far from the front stretch as I do quote air quotes again, to the back stretch now, which is the old turn three and four. It's so far back there. I mean, for us, it's probably like the front stretch of the back stretch at like Michigan or Daytona or something. So it's not that bad. It's not unusual, but for the right. fans at Phoenix who've been at a, you know, what is it, a little over a mile track that now it's that far away from them. I think that kind of stinks. And it's a flat turn. You're not gonna be able to see those guys back there very well. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I, I don't know about the grandstands wrapping like they are. Yeah. It's kind of weird, but it's really weird. Cause they, instead of, it's like they, instead of putting them on the the long side of the egg, they put them on the short side of the egg, and it just seems like the worst possible position for grandstands. Period. But well, and they, I they kind of feel like they made a soccer stadium out of this thing. Yeah. Rather than rather than making like an NFL sized bowl, you right. know, if you're making a comparison, it's just a smaller like facility well it's kind of weird I think too, it's kind of cool you got it looks like pit road almost goes starts at the same spot as it used to but it goes wraps all the way around the turn now and yeah. then you've got the big you know the trioval in the front stretch kind of but it's all blocked by walls so you can't there's right. no grass down there or anything it's it's a weird design it's different um i mean phoenix has always been a weird track back in the day when there was the break in the backstretch wall 
that yep. stuck out for the old road course. I mean, it's always been a weird track, so might as well be weird again, right? Right, absolutely. We don't want like normal. It. We want weird stuff. That's what makes. Yeah, it we like the ro- we like the rovals of the world. Yeah, and I think it I think it made a made a big difference when they flipped the front stretch and back stretch at Darlington back in the day. Oh yeah, um, it made a huge difference in Atlanta, but that's of course because they reconfigured the track too. Um, it'll it's going to change the race. This is not going to be the same Phoenix. It, it might drive the same, but the way you run this race is going to be different as a result. Yep. It's going to change. Yeah, it's restarts are going to be the biggest factor, like you said. Yep. Um, and from there, it's it could get pretty wild. We're going to pile some cars up in turn one, I think, this weekend. It, oh, yeah. Especially in the two preliminary races. They'll probably yep. figure it out by the cup race. But we're going to wreck some trucks going to turn one tomorrow night. Yep, absolutely <laughs> we are. Um, so, James, you get the first pick this week. It's all you, man. I, I think I know where you're going, but it's all you. Oh, I don't think I'm going to pick it. I don't you're think I can not going to go that route, huh? I don't know. No, I've lost no vindication for James. No, I think I'm going to try to take Chase Elliott here. Dang it! You're picking my guy. <laughs> yeah, oh, I should have. I should have picked first this week because you. I let you pick first last week, even though it wasn't your turn. But I know. Yeah, no. It's we're all backwards. <laughs> it's it's all right. It's all it's all you. Yeah. So you're going Chase, huh? Yeah, I'm going Chase. I I think that's a great pick. I, that was definitely my pick. I wasn't even thinking about it. I was going to go that direction. And nice. I'm not going to take Harvick because I just, I can't, I just don't want to take Harvick. <laughs> we're, leaking out, we're leaking a little confidence in Harvick. That's yeah. okay. That's yeah. okay. He can go out there and prove us wrong. Oh, who do I want to take then if I don't take Harvick? <laughs> like the nobody best else. drivers. Well, it's Kevin Harvick and everybody else. Um, yeah. But the best of the playoff drivers, Kyle Busch is up there with Harvick. Um, he only has one career win, but he has 18 top tens. So he's pretty good there. Average finish 11.8. All right. I'm going non-playoff. Um, and I'm going to say Denny Hamlin was doing well last year until he got into it with Chase Elliott. I'm going to Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin redeems himself, gets himself his win this year, and continues the streak. Yes, Denny Hamlin, very good there. I like that pick. There you go. All right, Dark Horse. I get the first Dark Horse pick. Who do I want to go here? I don't freaking know. Is it even worth picking a Dark Horse anymore? These Dark Horses are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Horse is um, never doing anything for us. I'm going to go the same direction you went last week, and I'm going to go William Byron. I like that. So. He had actually, you know, he had a little bit of a rough go at Texas, but he he rallied. Well, Byron, I think he put on Instagram something about him winning here in the Xfinity car last year, I believe. Yeah. He, he won to, to transfer. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go William Byron. He's got some experience here and can run well in the, uh, in the other series. And, I mean, he's only run one race in the Cup Series, but he's up there in the average finish department. So, I'm going right. I Does this count if I take Ryan Newman? Yeah, you can take Newman. That's he's a good a little pick, bit too. Of a, he's a recent win, winner there, but he's yeah. he hasn't done anything. He's going year. to Roush, so he's basically a dark horse pick. Yeah, I'm gonna take <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take the lame duck, Ryan Newman. Yeah, there you go. That's a good one. Not bad. Or Matt, you know, Matt Kenseth could have been a good one too. Matt Kenseth would be a good one. I thought about that too. You know, we didn't eulogize Trevor Bain's NASCAR Cup career. That's all right. <laughs> you're forever tied to that guy because you were at the Daytona 500. I was there. I was the race forever. that made Trevor Bain. You're forever tied to Trevor Bain's career. So that was – did I mention that last week that there was some talk on Sirius? And I don't remember who said it, but somebody was talking about Trevor Bain being done in NASCAR, and, and whoever it was, whoever the host was, said – Wait for things to come. Trevor Bain might not be done yet. I have a feeling he's buddying up to Dylan Hart Jr. Think so? Think you'll run in one of the so. one of the. JR- I think it'll be a JRM. Yeah. Interesting. 
I would not be yeah. surprised. I don't. I don't think B- it, Bane is too big on himself to n- not go back to the Xfinity series. You no, know he said he said as much. He said he'll go down. He was talking though, like he 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 said he wasn't sure this week. He's like, kind of feels weird knowing that this could be my last race in a, as a NASCAR driver. Yeah, Xfinity though they like, they they choose Xfinity drivers so late. Like, oh yeah, we won't know until a couple weeks before the. Before he's the not Daytona. done driving. No, he's too young. He's too young to be done driving. And he's, I mean, the kid's got some ability. He he does. He didn't. Not that bad of a driver. No. He's been stuck at Roush. The fact that uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. has two wins for Roush is one of the most phenomenal things that has right. happened. That really shows you how good of a driver Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is because yeah. nobody has any Drive. business running them in those Roush cars right now. And no. yeah, Bain's been stuck at Roush all this time. And, you know, when he did run in the Cup Series, he was running for, you know, Wood Brothers, but that was a Roush car then too. You know, for the most part. So he's yep. he hasn't. It's not like when when Blaney was over there and they were running Penske equipment. So, right. Um. Yeah. Bain's a good driver, and you stick him in a good Xfinity car. Stick him in a Junior Motorsports car. I think he'll do really well there. I think he'd win some nope. races. Don't put Bain's career in a coffin just yet. No. I mean, not not yet. Not nope. yet. Let's see. He's he's got another chapter to write. Let's see what happens. There are enough uh, Xfinity series and Truck series rides. He's got to find his way into something. Somebody, yeah. somebody's got to bet on him. He's, I can't imagine the price is that high for Bain. Somebody's got to be able to afford to stick him in their car and see how he does. Yeah, and he's better than so many young drivers out there. Yeah, I mean, still I mean, shoot. If he doesn't jump in the Xfinity series, have Kyle Busch throw him in one of his trucks. Can you imagine Tre- Trevor Bain in a truck, a Kyle Busch Motorsports truck? Yeah, he'd kill he'd in that thing. Yep. Yeah, he he'd dominate. He'd be, he'd do yeah. well. So. Yeah, he's not done yet. Nope, he's not done yet. We might, we might see him again. Yeah, I know that was his last Cup race for now, but he's not done. Speaking of C drivers again, who did we see this weekend again, James? Who came back this weekend? Carl Edwards was at the track this weekend in Texas. Know. He's a little bit better than a C driver. <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm saying he's he he came back. He's he's poking his nose around and basically said, around. basically says that the reason he doesn't come in around and why he doesn't get involved is because if he does, he'll be back into it. And yep. he did not rule out the possibility of returning down the road. He said, basically, if he does return, he's going to come in full force. And it sounded like he's really interested in a couple in a part-time thing. So yep. um, I'd Sniffing love around. to see Carl, Carl back Edward. at the track. Yeah, that was, he, he literally has disappeared. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nobody knows what he's up to. He's he said he sailed across the Atlantic twice. Twice. Yeah, he's <laughs> racing his bike. Yeah, he got he got himself in a mountain bike race. He said he's Can you imagine he's just having work. time. Just just time. Just any time. Yeah. He has all the time. I admire the way he did it more than anything. Just no announcement no like no no tour. Re- no tour. No just complete surprise out of nowhere at the prime. At your prime. He yep. was so close to being a champion. He was at the apex. <laughs> he was the champion for 97% of the final race. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> what a way to go out. James, you got any shout outs this week? Uh, it's my dog Walter's fourth birthday. Nice. Today. Nice. And he celebrated with a cheeseburger from McDonald's. There you go. And my- now he's pa- he's passed out. He's sitting behind me right now. Walter's got a good birthday month. My birthday's Sunday. Oh, there you go. So there we oh, go. I, I, car racing. Yeah, a couple a couple days away from Walt. So nice. Um, I well, thought happy, I th- happy birthday. <laughs> Podcast official. Yeah, I thought for sure you'd shout out Gluck. I saw you retweet him and or uh, at least you retweeted Aaron 
uh, Gluck did his um, How I Got Here about himself this week on his podcast. Yeah, I did. I got a like from old Jeff Gluck and former host of the podcast, nice. Aaron Beard. Nice. Um, I've not got a chance to listen to the podcast yet. I have not popped into Gluck's in a little bit, so I'll have to check that one out because I'm sure it's pretty good. I'm really glad he did. He So he did his How I Got Here on himself. Yes, that's and- great. Yeah, that's awesome. I really, I really am glad that he did that. I was afraid he wouldn't do it because Gluck. He is, said he wasn't going to do it. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's too he's too modest. I didn't think he'd want to do a podcast about himself. So I think every great podcast host, or maybe not great, but you know, I've heard a lot of how how I got here is from podcast hosts before, yeah. like something that they do. And I'm glad he's doing it. I'd love to hear his story. I mean, I've heard a little bit of his story because I talked to him at Daytona at the 500. He's had an interesting story. Yeah. Um, so I, I've heard a little bit of it. It'll def, I'm sure it's in way more detail in the podcast. Cause I talked to him for five minutes at Daytona. Um, but yeah, I mean, for, I mean, I'm sure everybody else is interested. Obviously his, how I got here is do well. People love him. Um, yep. I love him. but you know, for someone like me who is trying to get into the sport too, it, it's even more interesting to me for something like that because you know, it's just advice on how to do it, even though things have changed so much now, it's oh, yeah. so different how you get in there and Gluck hasn't been in it that long, but it's, yep. it's he wrote for NASCAR. I know he wrote for NASCAR scene. And I, yep. and I still have to listen to the podcast, but I'm, I'm stoked to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, he wrote for the magazine yep. way back. And so, yep. yeah, he's got an interesting story I'm actually more excited to hear this one than I have for any of his other ones all year. I just want to hear his story. It's I remember cool. the old NASCAR scene. It was a big newspaper magazine basically. And it, it came, I think it was weekly at the time. That, yep. that thing was awesome. Of course, when I got it, it was Winston cup scene. Yeah. And then the I remember was part of it too for, for a while. Yeah. Back then. I think they were part of it when, after I was no longer getting it. And then, uh, Winston Cup Illustrated, I used to get all the time too, which became NASCAR Illustrated. Um, the first couple of years that that Winston Cup Illustrated was available, they, they if you were a subscriber, they would send you a like a a box to put them in at the end of the season, so you could have them all together. And I'm sure they're still at my parents' house somewhere. I would hope that they didn't get thrown away. Those things were high gloss. the The year that Rusty Wallace flipped at Daytona and Talladega, they've got images that are just amazing of the wrecks in high gloss pages. Yeah, you're going to have to go. You're going to have to go find those. I'm going to have to, I'm going to tweet out some photos. I know there's some Winston cup scenes still in my parents' garage. There's no way my stepdad got rid of those. They're probably a fire hazard somewhere in there. Um, (laughs) But the, the NASCAR illustrated, I hope are around somewhere. I have to check them out. Yeah. Go find them. Do it. I need actually next time I go there, I need to do some, I need to take some pictures so I can tweet them out anyway, because we've got so much, he's got so much NASCAR memorabilia. He's got when, when Dale Earnhardt ran the silver car at the, at the Winston, they made, there were several versions of the die cast they made. Cause obviously that was the whole point of the thing was to make die cast, but he's got there. They made a bank and there were two versions of the bank. There was one with clear windows where you could see the inside of the car. And there was one with solid windows and the solid windows is worth more. And we had, he's got one of the solid window cars. That's, That's pretty awesome. awesome. He's got a Dale Earnhardt, the Dale Earnhardt legacy car, you know, let's see, there's, they were, there's 164 and then I think 118th was the bigger ones. And this is like bigger than the 118th scale. It's huge. Oh, you got to do a picture of that. And it's, I mean, this yeah. thing is absolutely amazing. The roof flaps, they have the wire that hangs down inside the, to, to keep them from flipping up too far. The, um, the detail in this thing is amazing. The engine is super detailed. The window net is like actual cloth. I mean, oh, man. it is really yeah. neat. 
And then we've got tons of Davy Allison and Alan Quickie stuff, um, just all kinds of memorabilia in there. And half of it's mine, but it, there, I don't have any place to put it here, so I, I leave it there. And, <laughs> right. and more than likely, he bought it all anyway. So yeah. But uh, there's some really cool stuff out there. There's probably uh, probably worth quite a bit of money in there, and it's in a pretty neat, decent display case. But I'm sure it's covered in dust now. But um, it's it's pretty cool. So I have to yeah. I have to get some pictures next time I'm over there. You have homework. There you go. <laughs> Um, I don't have any shout outs. James took mine, even though I gave it to him with, with gluck. So, <laughs> um, Oh, I did want to say something though. I did say, I, I, we like to rip on, or I like to rip on Nick Bromberg, but I, I retweeted Nick this week because he pointed out with the whole Hyrick thing that it's a minor miracle that it took this far into the playoffs for the, I saw something that, in yeah. the playoffs to be determined by a penalty. And he's right. I mean, I can't. I can hate on Nick all day, but he's 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 not wrong. It's amazing that it took this long for yeah. something to happen. This penalty is right in Bromberg's wheelhouse. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's all he's all about it. <laughs> oh, I could see he's probably all giddy, just clapping his hands, all excited because he gets to bash NASCAR a little bit. So good for uh, Nick. Yeah, you can't blame him either. So <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you have every right to blame to to do some bashing on that one for sure. Yep. All right, James. If people want to talk to you during the week, where can they find you? At James Cush on Twitter. You can find me at T Super Speedway on Twitter. You can find the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Super Speedway. Our website is thesuperspeedway.com. You can find the show notes on there, links to a bunch of the articles we discussed, uh, photos from this past season, races that we were at, and, and as far as some coverage as well, and whatever else we throw up there. Not been a whole lot right now, but, uh, but definitely check it out. Um, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And if you like what you hear, you want to become a part of the show and you want us to do more, visit us at patreon.com slash the super speedway and become a patron and become a part of the show. We bring you on as a guest, depending on what tier you go with and all kinds of cool stuff. So check that out. We'd appreciate the support. And I think that's it, James. We get to go racing one more time this weekend at Phoenix. We got two weeks left. And the I know we're almost over. done. It's crazy. Next week we're previewing the championship. Next week we are previewing the championship and probably a little bit early next week too. It sounds like, so we'll be, uh, We'll have the podcast to you a little early next week instead of uh, instead of late like we've been the last two. So that's all right. Yes, <laughs> life gets in the way, man. Actually, <clears throat> uh, hungry stomach and pizza hut got in the way last night for me. So. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> <laughs> so. I got a hung, hungry stomach right now. There you so. go. Yeah, me too. I'm gonna go eat as soon as we're done here too. So, all right, James, we will talk next week. We will talk about Phoenix and we will preview the final four, the championship at Homestead, Miami. Until then, everybody, let's go racing. And where's the outro? Hey, there it is. <laughs>